0: Please turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. We're coming into the season that celebrates, that remembers the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, what I want to do is begin in Luke chapter 1. I want to start reading in verse 26. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, in verse 27 says, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. You might say, well, there's not much in that. No, there is a great deal in just what I've read. So let me go back to verse 27. Notice, first of all, he says that the angel Gabriel was sent to a virgin wasn't just sent to a young maid. And this is a real key thing, family. There's a lot going on out there. This was something miraculous that took place. This wasn't something natural. You know, it amazes me how people try to take something that God does and find natural explanations for it. This is God we're talking about. (laughs) It amazes me that people can't manage knowing that there is a God and that he will do things that are beyond their understanding, that go beyond our science. It amazes me. And, you know, so many of the... uh, I I read a lot of commentators, okay, because they have some brilliant stuff. I mean, they have some really incredible insights. But sometimes, you know, (laughs) you just think, what happened? Where'd your brain checked out somewhere? Mm -hmm. It, It is amazing how our past tends to, I don't know, muddy the waters, uh, uh, rosy our glasses, does something to the way we see things that we don't see straight. Hmm. And I always think we are, you know, we are living in this world, but we are not of this world. We actually belong somewhere else. Yeah. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Right. We might be down here, and that's, that's, that's one of the things that we need to understand is that where we are down here physically doesn't reflect where we actually are right now spiritually. We are somewhere else spiritually. When, when you're praying, don't look at yourself down here. I'm digressing. Give me a minute. Okay? When, you know, when you're praying, don't just, this is all to do with what we're talking about here today. When you're praying, don't ever see yourself down here praying up to God. Because in order to do that, then you've got to get through the principalities and the powers and all the rulers in the air. You need to go the other way. You need to see yourself in heaven at the right hand of God, praying, and everything that is demonic is under your feet. That's how you pl- pray with authority. Otherwise, you're praying and think, dear God, I hope God's hearing me. You're right next to him. You are in him. He hears everything you say. Why is it that when we pray, we wonder if God hears us, but when we swear, we know he heard us? (laughs) There you go. Just broke the wall. Okay? We, We do that. We compartmentalize to such a degree that sometimes there's a truth on this side and a lie on the other side, and we just don't see it. So I want to break some of those walls down. And I want you to also realize something, that an angel was sent so I want you to begin to understand that what we're going to hear comes from God and angel, the angel Gabriel is meant to be an archangel. That's right. This wasn't one of those little, you know, lesser angels, <laughs> okay? This was an archangel that was sent to bring this message because the Messiah was coming. God was going to appear on this earth in fleshly form. This is a huge thing. Okay, so going back to verse 27, it says again to a virgin. Now, MacArthur writes this. He says, the importance of the virgin birth cannot be overstated. A right view of the incarnation, that is God taking on flesh, okay? The right view of the incarnation hinges on the truth that Jesus was virgin born, Did you get that? See, it wouldn't be a huge miracle if she were, you know, and it wouldn't be fair on Joseph if when Mary was through giving birth to Jesus, this is the miracle, okay? When Mary was through giving birth to Jesus, that Joseph no longer received the virgin he married. Listen, we need to get this. This is how God does miracles. This is what God does. He goes beyond what we think is possible. See, I told you before, I was was getting you to think in these terms because I wanted to get something to you. Why is it that we can believe in God and we can't believe in this? I've just made a statement that most people will throw out and go, well, we understand how it all works. Okay, (laughs) you know, I mean, you know, a lot came out. We can't put it all back together, you think. But God can That's the whole point. See, if we don't receive that miracle, and it needs to be received as a miracle, then we can't receive anything else. Because then it becomes natural, and as soon as it becomes natural, then it is subject to all the laws in the natural. Do you understand? But if it is spiritual and supernatural then it is not subject to all these laws. You need to get this. Remember, Jesus walked on water. Are you all with me? He spoke to seas and he spoke to storms and they stopped. Let's continue. But Again, I'm quoting McCarthy here. It says, but Luke and Matthew expressively state that Mary was a virgin when Jesus was conceived. The Holy Spirit wrought the conception through supernatural means. The nature of Christ's conception testifies to both His deity and His sinlessness. Mm. Those are key things. To His deity and His sinlessness. If this was, you know, if this was done any other way, if it was, if, it was, if there was something natural involved in this, then. In this natural realm, the whole thing fell. That's why God had to do what he did. He had to bypass the natural and do something supernatural. This is what is so incredible. And he found somebody who would believe for something impossible to happen. Let's continue. So again, it says to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. Now, this is really important because Joseph, who like Mary herself, was of the house of David, meaning that both of Jesus' parents were of royal descent. This is going to be a real key thing, you know, that go- we're going to encounter later on. And Again, we're not going to go that far, but the the, the religious leaders are going to constantly question him about his origins okay they're going to constantly put him down see they didn't give john a lot of lip because his parents were priests both of them mm. they knew they knew the miracle that took place with zechariah you know he was in the, he was a high priest in the holy of holies and the angel same angel 6 months earlier turned up and all those amazing things that happened and then when elizabeth gave birth you that was a miraculous thing it was a miracle because she was called barren. And it was late in her age, no, oh, I don't know, late in the years, okay, that she's having a child. This is not meant to happen. So you know that there was a lot of conversation that went on about John's birth. And as much as they glorified God and had tremendous uh, expectations about this child that was born to two priests, There was going to be a lot of scandal about this other one. Does Joseph know? Let's continue. Do you know there was a lot... I'm, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. We don't realize what was actually witnessed when Jesus was born and what was recorded when he was born by the Sanhedrin. I have documentation of things that they wrote that specifically state that the ruler of the synagogue in Jesus' town knew something happened and where he was. I mean, things were happening all over the place. This was not a quiet event. As miraculous as John's birth was, something about Jesus' birth was even more miraculous. And they saw it, and they rejected it on purpose. Getting back to this. That's a little extra for you. All right. Verse 28. Hey, we got to another verse. This is like Bible college, isn't it? Verse (laughs) And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. Now, you know, we miss what it's actually saying here. Can I give you the literal text? Alright, this is not the, we translated out of, you know, have you all seen those uh, instructions that, you know, one company that, that creates something and they give it some, to somebody to write instructions, then they translate it into another language, and then they translate it back to another language, and by the time you get it, you don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. and that kind of happens here sometimes, okay? So I want to I give you some insight into this, because now the angel is speaking. This is Gabriel talking now. He says to her, rejoice, highly favored one, which in the literal text actually says, listen, this is what he actually said. You are full of grace, which you have received. Notice that Mary is the recipient of grace, not the dispenser of grace. Hello, Mm -hmm. just letting you know, okay? So again, he says here, rejoice, highly favored one, for you are full of grace, which you have received, you and he says you are in a unique sense a divinely favored person now we need to give mary her due god favored her how does he see you <laughs> does he see you in a favorable light let's take a moment and examine ourselves shall we <laughs> okay listen man it's easy to read about somebody else but what happens when they you know when they visit you were you flying off the handle at the time? <laughs> okay, Were you not behaving in a right way? How is your life? Oh, I'm not going to tell you a story today. I am going to make sure that you look inward as we go through this. How is your life? Would you say that you are favored by God? Don't answer me. Yeah. Don't look down either because I'll know. Okay, <laughs> Just look straight ahead. Let your eyes be fixed. Okay. <laughs> Who me? I'm great. Why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says the Lord is with you. Do you know that the Lord is with you right now? This wasn't just for Mary. In this new covenant that we have. We, that's why I uh, made mention of that and highlighted the fact that we, there is a new covenant that was paid for with the blood of Jesus Christ. We live in a new age. Amen. And can I say this that God is with us? In fact, God lives in us now. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we're looking for God out there somewhere. Do you know you carry, you are the Holy of Holies, the equivalent of the Holy of Holies that you carry around. Do you know when they touch that? If, if sinners touch that, you know they died? Get the revelation. That's why the Holy Spirit will lead you into truth, will lead you into things because he is... Can I just... Let let me give you some insight right now. Do you know that the job of the Holy Spirit, one of the things that he does is he leads you into the truth in that he wants you to live a life that the presence of God in you begins to get stronger and more powerful every day. To the place where if the enemy touches you, he will regret it. If any one of his minions down here touches you, they might not get up again. Listen to me. And every time we fight that, we fight that glory. We fight that presence. We fight what God is trying to do on the inside of us to bring us to a place where we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That we are a holy thing. That we are something that the enemy cannot get close to. Amen? Amen. That we become the nightmare that Jesus was to the devil the whole time he was here. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) Okay? (laughs) So let's continue, shall we? Verse 28 again. He says, And so having come in, the angel said to a rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Verse 29. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. Now, Hendrickson explains this. He says, listen, she knew that she was but a young woman of lowly social position and therefore could not understand how it, is, it was possible for her to be addressed in such lofty terms. See, this is incredible because she is troubled because she is listening And she's thinking to herself, what makes me? And I really, this is something that we need to deal with as well right now. So much of the time, God comes to you and begins to speak to you. And the first thought that you have is, whoa, God, you might have taken a left turn somewhere. You know, you come to me on accident. I don't think this is for me. This is too big. This is too wonderful. This is too Whatever. And she's having the same thoughts that we have when God comes to us with something extraordinary. And in the same way that she's troubled and she's thinking, why am I favored? <laughs> you know, what sets me apart from the rest? You are God's child and you are unique. That's what sets you apart. That doesn't mean you're more special than somebody else. It just means that you were created to do something unique that only you could do. God wired you a certain way to do something. And every time we say to God, oh, isn't sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so more capable, more qualified, more whatever you want to fill in there? God says, but I wired you to do this. Amen. You know something interesting about the disciples? This, the, the people used to look at them and go, we know they're not very educated and very smart, but they were with Jesus. There's something about being with Jesus. They got taught. They went to Bible college. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got taught stuff that, that caused them to be able to go from being fishermen to writing books. Hello. That we're all studying. And it takes us a long time to get through, <laughs> some of us anyway, okay? Because there's such insight in all of them. I need you to get this here. Anyway, back to this. So again, it says, But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Let's go on to the next verse. Verse 30. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I want you to notice two things here. Number one, he says, don't be afraid. Because that seems to be the first thing that we gravitate towards. Because the first, as soon as man sinned, the first thing that you see Adam saying is, I was afraid. If you read in Genesis, that's the first thing that you see that comes as a result of sin. Fear comes in. Isn't that interesting? And that has been a trait of mankind ever since. Every time God turns up, we're afraid. And that's why every single time they've got to say, don't be afraid. We're the good guys. (laughs) Okay, We're here to help, not to hurt. Hallelujah. And I want you to notice the second thing he says, for you have found favor with God. For all that could be said, and let me say this. There was 400 years of silence from the last prophet to what's happening now. And the nation of Israel went downhill in spades, okay? And so it is incredible that the angel finds a woman that is favored by God, that obviously was committed to God in a very extraordinary way. I don't want to take anything away from Mary because I think we need to follow her example. Anybody that has that kind of relationship with God, anybody that an angel comes and says, you are favored by God, we need to look at. We must not worship them, but we can follow them. Like the apostle Paul said to Timothy, you follow me as I follow Christ. But if I'm not following Christ, don't follow me anymore. (laughs) You know, okay? (laughs) Amen. All right. Verse 31, and behold. You know, whenever they say behold, it isn't like, oh, behold. Okay? (laughs) Behold means something surprising is coming next. It's kind of like, hey, look and see. Okay, it's one of those things. Okay, so he goes, because we know when we read it, we hear it from that religious, and behold. No, 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 that's not one of these beholds. This is the angel going, hey, behold. (laughs) Are you looking? (laughs) Okay, never mind. Anyway, he says, and behold, you. Watch this. He said, not somebody else. And this is again what happens, you know, when God says you, we go me. Couldn't be. No, he says you. When God comes to you, it's to you. He didn't make a mistake. He says, and behold, you, okay, a virgin, will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. Now, this is showing the humanity of Jesus, okay? And you, Mary, shall call his name Jesus. Wow. So Mary gets to know that it's a male and his name. This is incredible. The angel didn't say, you're going to get pregnant. We're not quite sure whether it's male or female yet. We'll do the naming thing later. (laughs) Okay? I want you to notice how precise all of this is. He said, you've been favored. You've been chosen. You're going to have a kid. And it's going to be a male. And you're going to call him Jesus. I added a a few things in there. Okay? This is how detailed God is about whatever he wants to do with you you need to understand that God's not gonna God is not the sort of being that kind of goes well you know we'll just you know figure it out as we get there everything that he does is purposeful everything that he does has been calculated you know Sarah shared something today I don't know what she's going to share (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't get her. Maybe I should. Anyway, I, I, I don't listen to her first. She she just has things. But, you know, it's really interesting. One of the things that she said was that God has prepared and has made the way for anything and everything that could take place. He's, he's worked it all out. That's what makes him so brilliant. You see, in our limited little thinking... We, we just say, well, God knows what's going to happen. Actually, God doesn't know what's going to happen. He knows everything that's going to happen. Not just the one thing that you might do, but everything that you might do. He has thought about every single thing. And there are some things that are not so right that he'll go, don't go that way. That one's going to go over a cliff. Hello. You know, and some days we just are, you know, stubbornness is not a good thing with God. You can be stubborn about not letting the devil stop you from doing what you're doing. But when it comes to God, don't get stubborn. Amen? You need to say, talk to me, Lord. I'm here. I'm listening. Once he gives you instruction, then you set, you know, your face like flint. You know, Jesus, when he was going to the cross, nothing was going to stop him. He decided he had to do this. He, that was the way he needed to go. It was a difficult road. But he would not compromise. And we need to do the same thing. Hallelujah. And the road doesn't need to be diff- so difficult for us because he hung on that cross. Mm. Amen. So, back to this. Verse 32. How, how much time do I have left? Oh, okay. Know, I'll try to finish it. He said, this is this is This is tremendous. This is the angel speaking. Are you all with me? Are you all awake? Okay. <laughs> okay. The angel now says, he will be great. And will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Wow. Th- there is so much here. Let me back up. <laughs> okay. All right. The first thing it says, that the angel Gabriel says, this archangel says, is that he will be great. When an archangel says somebody's going to be great, they're going to be great. And we see this, you know, Luke records later, because we're in the gospel of Luke right now. That they were astonished at his teaching. This is in Luke 4.32. For his word was with authority. Do you know the word astonished? was They were kind of almost out of their mind with what he said. It was just tilting their brain. The things that he was saying. They were used to sitting there and hearing, you know, rabbis just carry on and they're kind of like trying to stay awake. And drooling on the side. <laughs> Has he finished yet? No. He's still going. <laughs> That's what they're used to. Jesus comes along. He opens his mouth and life comes out. And revelation comes out. And he doesn't say now. You know, we have several, you know, priests over here that say this and several priests over there that say that. You decide what you want to believe. That's the end. See you later. Bye. <laughs> okay? They, they didn't have American accents either. But, you know, he stands up and he begins to reveal things. He begins to speak. And they say, the thing that they say often is, we've never heard stuff like this before. We have never heard things like this. We have never heard. Do you understand? They didn't say, this is a little familiar. Are you plagiarizing? <laughs> okay, they, To them, it was like, we have never heard stuff like this. Because what he spoke was the truth. Amen. So when he says he will be great, remember, in, uh, where is this, in Luke chapter 8 and verse 25, after he comes the storm, that was a huge thing, okay? <laughs> after he comes the storm, those in the boat say, he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. Wow. Remember the angel Gabriel saying, he, he will be great. Are you beginning to see this now? Remember that little girl that he raises from the dead? He says, arise. Amen. I mean, we could go on and on and on. He was going to be great. This is something extraordinary that was coming their way. Amen. And so he says he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. The literal text says the most high God and as his son, the angel, uh, the angel was telling Mary that he would be equal to the Most High God. See, this is something else we miss. Because when he says that he will be the son of the highest, it means... See, when, when we have a child, they're not any lesser than us. You are with me? They're on the same level as us. They're not a dog, they're not a cat. So what came from God is God. Y'all need to get this. Okay, because Jesus wasn't just a good guy. He wasn't just a prophet. I, I, this is the reason I'm going through all of this. I need you to see something. I need you to understand why we celebrate Christmas. What is so special about this birth? What is so special about Jesus? What made him different from all the rest? So again, he says he will be great. And will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God. Who? The Lord God. I need you to see that it, he's about to say that God is the one that's going to do this now. He says, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. This is according to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 7. Which stated that he will reign on David's throne and, his, and over his kingdom. It said, forever forever. Do you know nobody can reign forever unless they're God? (laughs) Amen. See, again, we miss little things here and there. So unlike David, whose reign was limited by his life, okay, and lifespan, all right? In this case, this is God, and he's going to rule forever. And I want you to see the position. This is who the Pharisees and the Sadducees came against. They came again, that's why I just love it, that over his cross it says, this Pontius Pilate put, this is the king of the Jews. And they were so mad, because he was born a king. Remember the wise men? Remember when they came to Herod? And they said, we have come to see him who is born king of the Jews. Remember, Herod's king of the Jews. But he wasn't born king of the Jews. He kind of whittled his way up there. So now, and you know, do you know? I'll give you some little history here. Do you know Herod killed off his wife and his two kids because they threatened his throne? And the priests knew about it. When they spill their beans, because Herod calls them up and says, Who is this? (laughs) You know? Because you know what, they had deals going, and they didn't back off and say, "We're not telling you nothing about our Messiah." I mean, two seconds they spill their beans. They said he's going to be born here, and he can go find him and kill him over there. No wonder Jesus said to him, "You are your fa- you have a father, the devil." Hello, Amen. Why did I go there? I can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> We need to understand something that is going on here. We need to see what is happening here. I need you to understand something very special is going on here. The person that the angel Gabriel is speaking about wasn't just any person. This was God in the flesh. Something miraculous was about to happen. This is the season that we celebrate this miracle. Amen. Everything that the angel was saying came to pass. It wasn't a promise. It wasn't an empty promise. It actually happened. Hallelujah. So let me, let me see if I can finish this today. And verse 33, he says, and he will reign over the house of Jacob. Remember Jacob had his name changed to? Israel. Very good. I'll give you an A. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so he will reign over Israel as well. This is important, and it says forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. This is going to be a kingdom that will last forever. Remember Jesus came and said, don't look for the kingdom of God out there. It's in here. The kingdom is in you. Boy, we need a revelation of that, don't we? I mean, we know sometimes we kind of get that we're the temple of the Holy Ghost, but we don't realize that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is inside you. This is this is incredible. Anybody see Doctor Who? You know what I'm talking about then. Okay, (laughs) you know. You think it's little until you step in, you know. It's dimensional. Amen. You have no idea what your spirit is capable of. You have no idea. I'll give you a tiny revelation. EDBD one. Come to Bible college for the rest. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. And Jesus says, if you speak to a mountain, it should obey you. Put those two things together. Let them have dominion. And he says, it should obey you. It may not be, but it should. It was created to obey you and you were created to command it. And science said, that's impossible. You can't do stuff. And we believed it. And whatever you believe, that's what you do. Come to Bible college for the rest. Anyway, back to this. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I don't know a man. Now, you know, (laughs) Hendrickson brilliantly puts this. He says, unlike Zacharias, who basically said, I can't believe it. Mary, on the other hand, believes. Okay? But she is bewildered and mystified. She has correctly interpreted the angel's message to mean that without the assistance of a husband, she's about to conceive a child. So far, so good. But how is this possible? (laughs) Okay? So she goes, I I I went to special ed. They taught me about the birds and the bees. How is this going to (laughs) happen? Okay, That was her question. It was a legitimate question. All right? So... (laughs) Verse 35, and the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. I'm going to give you a revelation on that as we finish today. Therefore, also the Holy One, whom is born, will be called the Son of God. Now, let me give you some revelation on something here that I believe will bless you tremendously. It blessed me. You see the word overshadow, okay, when it says, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. The word overshadow, listen, is the same word used for the cloud from which God spoke at the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember when a cloud appeared and God spoke out of that? It is that same word. See, we see overshadow and we think a little shadow. This glory came down. I need you to see this now. I think we're living in an age that we can visualize this. I need you to see the glory coming down. That's why I said this wasn't anything crude that happened. The glory came down and it just engulfed Mary. And the next thing she's pregnant. Are you all with me? That's why I said you need to allow this to be the miracle that it was. It's the same word. And uh, Gabriel makes it clear that the conception will be the result of divine activity. This is not something crude. This is something unbelievable. Something that has never happened before. See, with Zacharias and Elizabeth, you know, John's parents, okay? You know, they did what they needed to do. And it was a miracle that took place in their body. This was something else. This was God himself. The glory came down and began to alter things. Wow. And because it happened that way, that's why she could be a virgin before and after the birth. Get this now. This is why I, I need you guys to get this. I know your brain is on tilt right now because we've been taught so much about how everything works that we can't manage this, and yet we say we believe in God. I want you to take something home with you today. I want you to understand that what man says is impossible, God says is possible. What man says cannot happen that is physically impossible, God says, watch. You need to understand something that that is the God that we serve. That is the God that lives on the inside of you. That is the God that is encouraging you to move forward and to do things that in your mind you're thinking, this is impossible, this is not going to work. And God saying, I am the God of the impossible. I just need you to step out and do something. I will take care of the rest. But there is a timing to everything. And... The the whole thing is just because you can doesn't mean you should. But once he says, then you should. Amen? We need that revelation as well, family, because that's one of the things that sadly the word of faith didn't get. It was like as soon as you learn something, you can go get it now. Hey, 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 you need to wait on God. You need to build your faith, and you need to know that when he says pull the trigger, then pull the trigger. Don't just shoot the thing off everywhere. You don't know what you're going to hit. Amen? We serve a God of the impossible. And he will do incredible things in your life. Wait on him. Let him speak to you. And when he does, move forward. And be bold about it. Amen? Not arrogant. In all humility, be bold. Let me just finish this. He says, the angel answered to her and said, Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who will be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. Verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be be, uh, to me according to thy word. I like the King James better when she says, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel then goes, we're done. We're going back. And he departed. Hallelujah. Amen. And I need us to do the same thing. Let it be. Unto me according to your word, God, not according to wisdom, not according to the world's wisdom, not according to what's possible and impossible down here, but according to what you said. And if you said it, then it will come to pass as long as I believe it. Amen. Amen. Now we're done. Let's have every head bow, every eye close. Father, we thank you today for your word. And we thank you, Father, for this wonderful news. We thank you. This is not just the season about God coming down to this earth and paying the price for all of us. Hallelujah. So that we, could, we can live victorious, overcoming lives. But it is also the season to remember that we serve a God of miracles. That with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. And that we never hinder you, God, in what you want to do in our lives with our unbelief we thank you that today we just make a decision that if you say it we'll believe it hallelujah we may have a few questions about what steps to take next but we will believe thank you God for believing in us thank you for dying for us So that we could have a purposeful, blessed life. In Jesus' name, in your name, we pray. And everybody said, Amen.